Hey guys, welcome to the Marriage for Millennials podcast. It is 11.08 a.m. on November 3rd, so thanks again for listening, or if you're new, hello there. I'm your host, Rochelle Ham, creator of marriagemillennials.com, a blog that discusses God's design for family, teaches women to honor Christ before marriage, and prepares younger women for family. To put things in my real time, the blog is in the strategically single phase. What this means is that I do not address specific issues about marriage at this time because I'm not married. Instead, my current focus is teaching women to honor Christ before a man and preparing them for family if that is the current desire they have. Now, before we get started, as always, I want to tell you where you can keep the combo going with me after the end of this podcast, as well as some housekeeping for the site. Um, this will be posted on the site, marriagemillennials.com. So if you have any questions, feel free to comment below on that post, or you can also visit the Facebook page, backslash MF Millennials. My Twitter handle and Instagram handle is Rochelle Ham. That's R-O-C-H-E-L-L-E-H-A-M. So feel free to follow and talk with me there as well. Also, the podcast is on iTunes as well as SoundCloud. So subscribe so that you won't miss a podcast. Just type Marriage in the iTunes search bar and it'll pop up. Last thing, guys, if you've been following or even if you haven't, I've created the Dating Detox, my first crash course that teaches you how to dish the dating game and create your single strategy. So feel free to head to the site and check that out. Uh, as always, I want to thank the people that have already downloaded it. Give me some feedback. Let me know if you liked it or even if you didn't like it. Again, it's free and it's for everyone from the single and content to the many of you that may be desiring a godly relationship. So go ahead and cop that. Alrighty, guys, let's jump in. Before we get started, I need everyone to know that this is the third time I have recorded this podcast. GarageBand is playing with my life today, and I just don't know why. This is the third time I've recorded this. I tried to record this last night. It didn't work, so I'm gonna. hopefully this works this time. If not, I don't know what to tell you. But hey, guys, I hope you had a great week. I'm going to be doing a back-to-back podcast to continue the night podcast series at least i hope so if this thing works um last week we talked about forgiveness and um how a lot of times as christians we lie when we say we forgive people this week i want to talk about needing therapy as a christian this is something that i feel like a lot of us may be going through um but we may not know how to get help because we don't know where to start or maybe some of you are hiding some deep secrets because you can't figure out how to lift the burdens of your struggles. So that's what I want to talk about today. Now, this year, my mental issues hit me more than ever. Um, and while I said in previous podcasts that this year of 24 was awesome because I found myself, there were really some moments where I was in an extremely dark place. Now, this is the first time I'm saying this publicly, so I'm just going to go out, go ahead and just shoot it out there. Um, I'm struggling with anxiety, like extreme anxiety, um, to the point where I believe that I have a mental health issue. I've always had anxiety, or at least I've always known I was kind of different from everybody else. Um, psychologists say that anytime you're struggling with a mental health disorder, you've always had it, um, but something later in life triggers it. So I don't think I knew what it was, but I did know that when I got around people, I felt nervous, but different than the normal nervous. I always felt like they were looking at me, talking about me. Maybe they would later abandon me, or maybe they were even thinking about me negatively after I was gone. Like it would, it would just get to the point where I was always defensive and a lot of my friendships would end. And as well as that, you know, I couldn't figure out why I had to do 
I had to do repetition to soothe my nervous feelings. Like, for example, if I wake up in the morning, I have to write a to-do list on paper to see it. Then later in the day, I may write the same thing five times to keep myself on track and to soothe the nervous feeling I have of not getting things done. And when I don't get things done, I feel like I failed for the day. Nevertheless, this is something that I just assumed was kind of normal things that people go through and not necessarily an issue that needed professional assistance. That is until this April. Now, for those of you that don't know, and I'm running through this because I've recorded this a million times, but um, I'm studying to be a clinical medical psychologist and I'm working right now with as a right hand to a psychologist as well as working at a rehabilitation therapy center. But before then, before doing that, I had the typical no one is hiring college students, so let me take the first job that says yes job. So some of you may know what I was doing, but most of you won't because I intentionally never told anyone what I was doing just because I wasn't proud of it. Um, Nevertheless, whether you know or you don't know, just for polite purposes and being professional, I'm not going to name the actual company. But this job, right, this job was very demanding and it was just a high pressure place. I was working six days a week, 60 to 70 hours a week, one off days while still in school trying to get A's and B's and while still trying to shoot visually pleasing content for marriage for millennials. Um, Not only was it demanding and a drain on my body, um, I just didn't want to be there. (laughs) That's not what I saw myself doing when it was all said and done. So... One day while I was at work, I was sitting at my desk getting ready to start working and this dark cloud felt like it had come over me and I just got really, really nervous, really anxious, really sad and I started to hyperventilate and I started to cry. But there was nothing specific that happened that made me upset or sad. So what do I do whenever I'm going through something with of any emotion? I call Sam. So I called Sam and I just started to cry and I started trying my hardest to breathe like I remember that breathing was really hard to do I kept telling him that I didn't know why I was so emotional and there was nothing that made me upset I just kept saying you know there's a dark cloud over my head there's a dark cloud over my head I was having my first anxiety attack maybe panic but I'm gonna go ahead and say anxiety I'll tell you why in a few A few months later, I called my mom in a similar situation, and just two months ago, I was house cleaning, listening to some music and dancing, and all of a sudden, that dancing turned into another anxiety attack. As I grow, I realize that I have some mental health issues, and I'm beginning to be more okay with voicing that publicly. Um, All of the issues from my family to friendship to career to motherhood and even things that don't really matter at this point in my life, they start to flood my brain. And when you feel like you can't hold on or keep up with those things, it gets overwhelming. For example, I have anxiety about having children because I don't know how I would deal if they don't come, if they don't become better than me. Like I, I think about things like that and to the point where I want kids, but I don't want to do a disservice to them. It's just overwhelming to think about a lot of things. and But overwhelming is different, though, from for a person with anxiety. It's like overwhelmed times a thousand. But besides anxiety attacks, I also kept having nightmares where I would get up in the middle of the night to just cry or I would be really afraid to go back to sleep. And looking at the DSM-5, which is basically the holy grail that psychologists use to diagnose any disorder, every disorder is in that book, um... A nightmares 
is one of the things that differentiates anxiety from panic. So that's why I'm leaning more to anxiety. But yeah, I'll be afraid to go back to sleep. And sometimes even when I would go back to sleep, the nightmares would just continue from where I left off and when I woke up, which had never happened before. So at this point, you know, I started to do some research and look into my mental state more. Now, I say all this to say, you know, no one wants to admit to themselves that they have a mental health issue because they feel like it's taboo or maybe they'll be ostracized or people just won't get it. But discrepancies in our mental health are not really that hard to obtain. Um, It's not uncommon. And I want to make that clear so that any of you who may be feeling like you have a mental health issue um, don't feel like you have to hide it under the rug because a lot of people may be experiencing it, but just because of tradition and culture may not think about it enough in regards to seeking help. But in society, if we got to be honest, you know, we deal with some heavy things. Our children, they witness abuse in the home from their parents. But for some reason, we think that PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, is something so far off the cuff that couldn't happen to our child. Like, we literally look at it as something that only military veterans have to deal with. And that's just simply not the case. You know, we're in a society as well where perfection is always a standard. But for some reason, we look at anxiety as taboo. And I don't know why. You know, if you're constantly striving for this perfection that doesn't exist of course you're going to be anxious because you're just like what happens if I'm not perfect so I'm taking classes and I'm going over disorders in my classes and not only that but I'm sitting with actual patients that have anxiety face to face during the week and I'm thinking to myself like this is me like you know (laughs) like I can totally relate and while I sympathize with them I would sit in the sessions with the patients and I began to feel jealous. I felt jealous because they were taking a step to get help and I wasn't. And it also bring more feelings of anxiety because I wondered what would happen to me if I didn't get the help that I needed. So next year, one of the big things I want to do is I'm definitely decided to take a look into personal therapy for myself as well as my family. Because to be honest, I don't want my feelings of anxiety to turn into feelings of suicide and maybe you felt the way I have or like I said earlier maybe you just have some really dark secrets that eat away at you at night either way um, you know there are ways that we can get help here are three things I would recommend if you were having some trouble with your mental health um first I'm going to read a previous blog entry I wrote and then I'll give you some new tips first one is it is okay to seek help this one's going to be from the blog While there's no scripture that says whether you can or cannot receive counseling or therapy, there's a great explanation of how counseling should be used for Christians. Secular psychology is based on the ideas that man is basically good and that the answer to his problems lies within himself. The Bible paints a very different picture of man's condition. Man is not basically good. He is dead in trespasses and sins, and the unregenerate heart is deceitful and beyond all cure. Therefore, the biblical counselor takes a drastically different approach. Rather than seeking solutions to spiritual problems within one's own mind, he seeks to confront sin, obtain wisdom from above, and apply the word of God to the situation. Now, I have already began the process of searching for a therapist. I am doing both, though. I do want some psychological testing just to see if there's anything wrong with me. 
And a biblical cancer counselor wouldn't be able to do that for me because they're not a licensed psychologist most of the time. Um, so they're not allowed legally to do testing. But in regards to therapy sessions, I want to speak with a someone who's a counselor but in a biblical way just so that when they give me counsel it's biblical and it's tied back into the word so I'm kind of doing both so to answer or to just kind of summarize this point is receiving therapy wrong no I believe that God did give us the knowledge to learn how our brain works you know when things go wrong and how to fix them however I also believe that good things can become corrupted so if you do seek therapy or psychological help, find someone that's able to tie it back into the word. There are a ton of Christian psychologists out there. So if you need help, get help. Two, second thing I will say is to take a break from society. Um, this October, I took a break off of social media um, just to regroup my thoughts and focus on only things that were a priority. Especially when you have anxiety or some type of mental health disorder, being involved in other people's lives even in the slightest bit it's just a lot of information to deal with at one time and you need to debrief you need to kind of take a step back because when you're focusing on everybody else's life instead of your own your anxiety or panic will start to kind of creep up because the things you have going on start to fall by the wayside and then you start to feel sad and you don't feel good about yourself so Take a break from society, regroup your thoughts, and come back. And when you do come back, kind of like I am doing now, just have a set time where you're on social media and keep things to a minimum. Three, find a great support system and find yourself again. Um, find people that you can just talk to. And when I mean talk, I mean like talk and talk and talk. Sam and I have these friends, Nellie and Dami. Um, they're actually a married couple, so I hope to have them on the podcast one day. Um... But we go over there, and if I have any issues, if I'm feeling anxious about something or if there's something going on in my life, I literally just talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and vent and get my peace off, you know? And they'll listen, and then they'll give me biblical sound advice. And you can't pay for those things, you know what I mean? Like, find people that can do that for you. Also, find yourself. Strengthen your relationship with God so you can start to put your trust more in Him and meditate on His Word to soothe you also figure out what God wants you to do so that you can focus on that um when you one thing I noticed is that like when I feel like I have purpose or like even in marriage millennials when I feel like I'm doing something to serve someone else it helps me to focus on that and that soothes my anxiety because I feel like I'm on the right track to doing something great in the world so find that for yourself and um use that to help you uh, but to wrap this up, I'm just going to say, you know, if you know anyone struggling with anxiety, just be there for them. And if you yourself have anxiety, try to get help if you need help. Um, for me, if you have any tips on anxiety, please, or um, major depressive disorder, um, please give me any advice. Hit me up on social media. Email me at hello, hello at marriagemillennials.com. Any advice, I really would love it, um, and I would greatly appreciate it. Well, that's all I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, remember, guys, this will be posted on site, marishmillennials.com, so if you have any questions, comment below on that post, or you can visit the Facebook page, backslash MFMillennials. My Twitter and IG handle is Rochelle Ham, so feel free to follow and talk with me there as well. 
follow the podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud. Subscribe so that you won't miss a podcast. Also, rate the podcast. Let me know if you think I'm doing good or if you think I need to step it up. And share it to someone that you think this will help. I will greatly appreciate it, and I thank you in advance. Alrighty, guys, I hope you had a great rest of the week. Um, I hope you have a great rest of the week. And remember to look for a second thing to be grateful for, the first thing being that you're alive. Love you, ladies, and take care. Bye. Hey guys, Rochelle here. Just coming to you with a PSA, a public service announcement. The music that you hear on this podcast are by two Christian artists that I thought were not only great for the podcast, but great in general. The first one is Myron Butler and Levi, Set Me Free. That's my jam. And the one you're listening to right now is by KB. It's called Drowning. Uh, Listen to the lyrics, love the songs like I do. And if you love it enough, purchase them. Support your fellow Christian artists. Alrighty guys, take care.